Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll sit with chapter 10 of book one of The Dark Night of the Soul by St. John of the Cross. So find a comfortable seat, take a deep breath, and make your heart ready to receive these words. During the time then of the aridities of this night of sense, wherein God affects the change of which we have spoken above, drawing forth the soul from the life of sense into that of the spirit, that is, from meditation to contemplation, wherein it no longer has any power to work or to reason with its faculties concerning the things of God, as has been said. Spiritual persons suffer great trials by reason not so much of the aridities which they suffer as the fear which they have of being lost on the road, thinking that all spiritual blessing is over for them and that God has abandoned them since they find no help or pleasure in good things. Then they grow weary and endeavor, as they have been accustomed to do, to concentrate their faculties with some degree of pleasure upon some object of meditation, thinking that when they are not doing this and yet are conscious of making an effort, they are doing nothing. This effort they make not without great internal repugnance and unwillingness on the part of their soul, which was taking pleasure in being in that quietness and ease instead of working with its faculties. So they have abandoned the one pursuit, yet draw no profit from the other. For by seeking what is prompted by their own spirit, they lose the spirit of tranquility and peace, which they had before. And thus they are like to one who abandons what he has done in order to do it over again or to one who leaves a city only to re-enter it, or to one who is hunting and lets his prey go in order to hunt it once more. This is useless here, for the soul will gain nothing further by conducting itself in this way, as has been said. These souls turn back at such a time if there is none who understands them. They abandon the road or lose courage, or at the least they are hindered, from going farther by the great trouble which they take in advancing along the road of meditation and reasoning. Thus, they fatigue and overwork their nature, imagining that they are failing through negligence or sin. But this trouble that they are taking is quite useless, for God is now leading them by another road, which is that of contemplation, and which is very different from the first. For the one is of meditation and reasoning, and the other belongs neither to imagination nor yet to reasoning. It is well for those who find themselves in this condition to take comfort, to persevere in patience, and to be in no wise afflicted. Let them trust in God, who abandons not those that seek him with a simple and right heart, and will not fail to give them what is needful for this road, until he bring them into that clear and pure light of love. 
this last he will give them by means of that other dark night, that of the spirit, if they merit his bringing them thereto. The way in which they are to conduct themselves in this night of sense is to devote themselves not at all to reasoning and meditation, since this is not the time for it, but to allow the soul to remain in peace and quietness. Although it may seem clear to them that they are doing nothing and are wasting their time, and although it may appear to them that it is because of their weakness that they have no desire in that state to think of anything. The truth is that they will be doing quite sufficient if they have patience and persevere in prayer without making any effort. What they must do is merely to leave the soul free and disencumbered and at rest from all knowledge and thought, troubling not themselves in that state about what they shall think or meditate on, but contenting themselves with merely a peaceful and loving attentiveness toward God. And in being without anxiety, without the ability and without desire to have experience of him or to perceive him. For all these yearnings disquiet and distract the soul from the peaceful, quiet, and sweet ease of contemplation, which is here granted to it. And although further scruples may come to them, that they are wasting their time and that they would, it would be well for them to do something else because they can neither do nor think anything in prayer, let them suffer these scruples and remain in peace as there is no question save of their being at ease and having freedom of spirit. For if such a soul should desire to make any effort of its own with its interior faculties, this means that it will hinder and lose the blessings which, by means of that peace and ease of the soul, God is instilling into it and impressing upon it. It is just as if some painter were painting or dyeing a face, if the sitter were to move because he desired to do something, he would prevent the painter from accomplishing anything and would disturb him in what he was doing. And thus, when the soul desires to remain in inward ease and peace, any operation and affection or attention wherein it may then seek to indulge will distract it and disquiet it and make it conscious of aridity and emptiness of sense. For the more a soul endeavors to find support in affection and knowledge, the more it will feel the lack of these, which cannot now be supplied to it upon that road. Wherefore it behooves such a soul to pay no heed if the operations of its faculties become lost to it, It is rather to desire that this should happen quickly. For, by not hindering the operation of infused contemplation that God is bestowing upon it, it can receive this with more peaceful abundance, and cause its spirit to be enkindled and to burn with the love which this dark and secret contemplation brings with it and sets firmly in the soul. For contemplation is not else than a secret, peaceful, 
and loving infusion from God, which, if it be permitted, enkindles the soul with a spirit of love, according as the soul declares in the next lines, namely, kindled in love with yearnings. Thank you for joining me today. Peace be with you.